Only Atari makes the world's most popular home video games. The only space invaders. The only asteroids. The only Pac-Man. The only Missile Command. And soon, the only Defender. And the only way you can play any of them is on a home video system made by Atari. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 154 of The Sith List. I'm your host, Faraj Dolichai, and my co-host for this evening's adventure into the fair. Oh. Mr. <laughs> you just haven't done this in a while, dude. <laughs> God damn it. The man who has a cool Clark Gable mustache rocking right now. That's right. And a little scruff. Right. Mr. Carlos Buarguello. The man who is working... On his diet as we speak, he's looking up new diets and healthy health plans to make his life healthier so we can have him here on the sit list for years to come. Mr. Les is sitting next to Ron Jeremy Gonzalez. <laughs> oh, he does look like Ron Jeremy a little bit. <laughs> oh, that's awful. See, that's the thing. People don't know because it hasn't been on social media or anything. I shave my beard. I shaved my yeah. beard off and I just, I kept the stash because the stash took a long time to grow. Corn stash, so this thing, yeah. so it's either I'm delivering an extra large sausage pizza to your house mm. or I'm coming after your children. Did you manscape down there? Always. <laughs> you didn't leave like a little Clark Gable mustache down there? <laughs> I left a little Hitler stash down oh. there. I could Delivering be. pizza or, or kidnapping children. Handing out candy to kids. Yes, exactly. So, so that's, that's either whichever way you see it, whichever one tickles or does not tickle your pickle. Excuse me. I'm looking for a car that's been tricked out to look like an ice cream truck. The man we call El Hombre. The man who is shaking his head in just disgust. <laughs> he can rock his fiddle like anybody's pickle. Oh, Mr. Eric. Dude, I... Seriously, I'm at a loss for words on that one. I don't. I don't even like my name following that whole thing that just, just happened right there. I, I mean, I feel like I'm literally in a pickle on this one. Oh, nice, oh. nice. How you guys doing? I miss you know this the vulgarity that's coming out is because we haven't recorded in a couple weeks. Damn right. 
And uh, this, is this is great. I, I missed you guys. I'm glad to be back here in the Sith Lair. Have be able to talk perverted, nasty stuff about pickles and dickles. How's everybody doing? <laughs> I'm just tickled right now. Ooh, right? Yeah. Tickled pink. We're gonna we're gonna keep it going. Eric, how you doing, buddy? <laughs> I'm great, man. Things are great. My kids don't misbehave at all. Everything at work is like a shooting star of awesomeness. And um, so yeah, everything's great. Wow, that's awesome. Can't get better than that. No. no I'm being sarcastic. I totally know you are. I, I, to say, I there, totally know you are. One of those things is not true. <laughs> I, think, I think both of them aren't true. <laughs> one of those things is not true. <laughs> <laughs> things are actually really great, man. Things are. Yeah. Good, good, good. Mr. Gonzalez, how's the diet working? How's the, um, what do we call that thing? Diabetes? How's that going? Well, I don't know. That thing. I don't know. What'd you eat this weekend? Oh, it was uh, a roller coaster of anger and... You ate some anger. It was coming to grips with some things here and there, but uh, let's see. Okay, so you ate a bunch of anger. So what does that mean? What that means is that... And what was his name? Uh, let's oh. see. So Friday... Let's see. Friday. You had four days off, right? Friday. Yeah. Yeah. So, I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> Dude, you're you're officially making dad jokes. I am. Yay! Right, yeah. That's awesome. Actually, I didn't have any fries. I just had a... What is that? No, I made my first protein burger for you. Uh, you know, wow. a little, some egg, little, uh, <laughs> right. burger patties. Some your diabetes is well under control, but your cholesterol is fucking outrageous. <laughs> it, was, it was great, uh, but yeah, it was a uh, it was testy. There was some pizza and some chicken hanging around, and I ate it. Okay, all. It's not right. that bad. All right, yeah. but uh, but oh. I worked out like three or four times. I did there you go. double workouts. Overall, you're feeling great. I'm good to go. Good, there good, you good. Go. Boo, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. It's hot. It is hot. It's, it's been hot. crazy over here in Southern California. Yeah, and then, and then I was watching the news with my dad. It's hot everywhere else. It's hot everywhere. It's like 100 degrees over on the East Coast. I got thunderstorms and shit. Yeah, so it's just hot everywhere. What global warming? Yeah. Yeah, we're all warm. Antarctica right still has snow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no longer ice, just snow. Just snow. Yeah, yeah. just exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It still, it still counts, though. I have um, been watching this show called Our Planet on Netflix. It's their version of like, you know, what's the uh, other one? Planet Blue Earth. Planet. Richard Attenborough or what are the Attenboroughs? So there's yeah. like Blue Planet, Planet Earth. This is our planet. Oh, our God. Planet, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just amazing. Yeah, it's beautiful stuff. Just amazing. Yeah. I've been doing that because I've been at home because I had a baby boy. No. As you know. Boop. Yeah. And as uh, most people on Twitter and, and Facebook and all that stuff know, and thank you so much for all those amazing tweets and DMs and messages and emails. Thank you for all your support. Um, Lorraine and I really appreciate it. Malik is doing great. Unfortunately, he had his circumcision today. They cut his little wee-wee, and I felt like he's such an asshole of a father for letting it happen, but uh, it's the worst. But he's doing well. He's doing good. He's probably cussing me out every time he looks at me. He'll do that later. Yeah. But yeah, everything's going great. I'm making dad jokes. I feel like a dad. I'm just trying not to get that dad bod. I have... I can't go to the gym because I've been here with Lorena, but I have all my like home gym things in the living room <laughs> mm-hmm. trying to do like the jail workouts. Uh, well, burpees. Just do burpees. So I'll be here home for another four and a half weeks. So are you trying to say that you're in jail? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> definitely not. Definitely not. The prison of fatherhood. It's been, yeah, it's is that been, what we're calling it's it? It's been wonderful. <laughs> this is the first episode that I'm a father. Yes, it is. I need to be on the bad motivators because they're all fathers. The dad motivators. The dad motivators. All right, guys, you ready to get into some geekdom? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. All right, let's do this. We are part of the Making Star Wars Podcast Network. Tune into podcasts like now this podcasting Blue Harvest, Steel Wars, Rogue One, Podcast 2187, First Order Transmissions, The Cargo Hold, Kessel Run Radio, 
fingered by Randy and Jason, Tatooine Sons, and Around the Galaxy Star Wars Fan Podcast. Check those podcasts out. They're all fantastic. Next week, we're going to have Chris Fresh on. Eric, I know you love him and you know him. He's been on The Bad Motivators and you probably have heard him on Blue Harvest and Rogue One. He, We've been trying to get him on for a long, long time and the stars aligned and he's coming on next week. I'm very excited. It's going to be a blast. It's going to be a great time with Chris Fresh. Check out our stuff on thesithlist.net. You can see our pictures. You can listen to our podcast. You can go to our T Public site, which is going to have some new shirts starting on Monday. Got to show you guys. Eric has seen a couple of them. And send us an email, thesithlist at gmail.com. Uh, our old school hotline number, by the way, was used this week. Mm. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell you who used it, but it was used. 707-654-3351. That's 707-65-Geek1. And that's your shenanigans for the week, guys. Box office news. Spider-Man Far From Home, $45 million. Still killing it. And it's at $850 million globally already, which is crazy. Toy Story 4, $20 million. And Crawl, $12 million. Is Crawl the alligator one? Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys hear the story about the alligators in Florida that are on meth? Apparently on meth. Yeah. What's it? South Carolina, Florida, and Alabama. Southern Southern meth gators. Yeah. All right, let's settle down. Here's here's the real story behind that. Okay. All right, it's in Alabama, and they just said that it could. Don't flush your drugs down the toilet, kids. It could cause meth gators. Mm-hmm. That's there are no re- there's nobody cited one. Mm-hmm. That's all. That's all just something funny somebody said. So I is guess that, they, is that fake news? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, it, it, they were just trying to be hilarious. I think the thought that there's tons of alligators roaming the sewers is probably a little overblown. But you know, I mean, I suppose anything could happen. Yeah, it's not. There wasn't like a, a bunch of meth gator sightings or anything. <laughs> is, but, is this the new spin to bring back the uh, old alligator down the toilet? Turns into uh, pretty much. Yeah. No, they're already in the sewer. Right. Now don't put your drugs down the se- or down the toilet. But I think they should give them the meth because it takes away their teeth. They'll be less dangerous. Good call. You know <laughs> what I mean? Good call. Please go ahead, Les. Okay. It'll be fine. You know, you know it, yeah, be, they'll gnaw you to death in a frantic pace. They're like, like hey, that's hey, the point. Bo? Yeah, exactly. they'll, just, they'll just be like oh, talkative. And, yeah. and, and jittery. They'll, they'll and, do the and gator just, roll really, really fast. Yeah. Gnawing the S out of you. You're just going to be like, dude, I'm, I'm over it. Just drown me. Yeah. You. Just drown me. Yeah, just drown me. Boy, fuck. Me. <laughs> You'll start cutting fle- your own flesh off to give to yeah. me. Hey, man. Hey, man. You got any meth? You got any yeah, meth over exactly. here? You got some meth? I'll let you come over here. You can put your head, you can put your head in my mouth. And take your picture and show your friends. I got to I won't I, hurt you. Give me some meth. I got to mow the lawn at three o'clock in the morning. I got to get done. I got to get done. I got to get done. All right, I think it's time for a little Star Wars news. <laughs> There's been a couple of weeks where we haven't talked Star Wars. I mean, we could talk about alligators on meth, but I think there's some Star I mean, Wars news. <laughs> don't get me wrong, alligators on meth is a pretty great, great subject. But uh, okay, so the big, the big news, man, the big news is the Sith troopers that they mentioned it on the Star Wars show. And yeah. it is the San Diego Comic-Con preview figure. And I really hope that somebody scores one for me. It's, uh, if you recall, when we saw the, you know, that, that poster that came out that just like had like tons of art slapped on it. And you had, you had something similar to this there. It's, it's just a, like a blood red first order stormtrooper at first glance. But then there are several like small modifications that people who aren't way into the armor thing might not notice right away. But the first big one is the helmet 
and the so like the the eye lens and the, then the way that connects to what they refer to as like the frown or the right. smile whatever the direction things point and it's like hooked together by a vertical a line it's very clone trooper reminiscent and then the helmet's kind of got some like the ridges on it and it almost looks to me like it it's really hard to tell but there's just more texture on the armor. It's not that it doesn't look like it's made out of carbon fiber or anything like that. I don't mean that, but there's just like more going on. There's some raised ridges on the helmet. And, uh, um, one of the cool things that I thought personally is that like on the knees of the armor, the first order stormtroopers have kneecap armor that just goes on the kneecaps. So you got your thigh, you got your shin, and then this like white puck kneecap thing in the middle. All right. The the original trilogy troopers have the thighs and then you have the shins and only one of the shins has something that covers the knee. It's the left shin and they call it the sniper knee because it's like okay. this flat plate, you know, yeah. you, in theory, you would like kneel down on and it would let you balance on it. All right. Because it's flat. <laughs> Never do that. If you have armor, <laughs> if you're in the Bible first, don't do it. That's it, a no, no break right off. But. This armor, they have knee things on the thighs. So the first oh, thing I noticed. Okay. It, while all that's great, the real question about it is this. Why Sith troopers? Hmm. The first mention of the Sith as being a thing that exists still is these troopers. It was you know, said that Snoke was not a Sith. Kylo Ren, not a Sith. Right. Allegedly. I'm assuming that this is all related to Palpatine. What do you think? I don't think so. I think it's, it has to do with Kylo Ren. I think that Kylo is trying to summon the Sith in any way he can. He's just trying to push the idea. Yeah, push the idea or Palpatine has gotten to him or has spoken to him in his head or whatever. And these are his kind of like how Krennic had his the Death Troopers. This is his version. That's just a theory that I'm putting out there. I don't know if if Palpatine would be using troopers and where would he get those troopers? It just doesn't make sense to me. I, and I also noticed that there's a new logo. If you look in the corners, there's a Sith logo now. Have you seen that, Eric? On the corners of the yeah. packages? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't have the First Order cog. No, nope, sure it doesn't. Or the Imperial cog. It's the, that Sith thing. I mean, and I suppose that's a possibility. Because years passed. Maybe Kylo, like, went off the deep end or something. And it is related to him. It, it's, I don't know. But yeah, you know, his whole other thing in the Last Jedi was let out, let the whole Sith thing go, let the Jedi go. All that's dead. Let's let's move on. Right. So I don't know. I could I could take that. All right. Does that affect the rule of two? Mm. I don't even know. I don't even think there is a rule of two anymore. To be honest. Well, if Palpatine comes back, it would be a rule of two, wouldn't it? Yeah, but, but now you have Sith troopers that are going that. Right, or do they become like Asajj and Savage I think it's more like an Imperial Guard kind of thing. That, that, that was my thinking, because all of all oh, they of the, were red. All the Praetorian Guards, they're all dead. Yeah. And no matter how badass Kylo is, he needs some so that, loyal that makes members. Him like the, his personal guards. Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, just, okay. just like with Krennic, and then we had the Praetorian and the force. Imperial Guards and all right. that, yeah. It would be odd to call them Sith Troopers and have them just be guards. They have to have something. They have to be something. It would just... But they would use guns or use blasters. I yeah. See, see, that's that's the question. Is that we don't know what the we know that they're troopers. We know they're red. We know what red means as far as dark siders and stuff like that. They're usually guards or somebody who's you know right hand 
you know, man kind of thing just right there. But what does the Sith portion have to do with anything? And we've never had troopers that are force sensitive or primarily force sensitive. That's the thing. And I doubt that Kylo would have a lot of them. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's an interesting question. I would think that if you had any kind of Sith powers or any kind of force powers, those would be the Knights of Ren. Yes. You know? Yeah. I guess we'll find out. It's pretty interesting. I like it. Any mm-hmm. kind of stormtrooper looks cool oh, to me. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, these, the figure that we've, we've seen, it, it comes with a blaster. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm trying to look at the, the San Diego Comic-Con packaging because, you know, those always, what's the word I'm looking for? The exclusives, they always come right. with like a ton of extra crap. Yeah. I'm trying to look in there and see if they have any like super interesting weapons. It looks like blaster some sort of heavy gun a leaf blower <laughs> it does this what it looks like it looks like the damn leaf blower and then there's like some bladed thing but i don't see like any lightsabers or anything like that yeah i think it's probably just infantry and maybe you know maybe this is something along the lines of with the antagonistic relationship between kylo ren and hux mm-hmm. maybe that strains the I guess the loyalty some and the first order becomes Hux's thing and Kylo hmm. is sort of doing his own deal. Yeah, maybe. I have no problems with it. Have you is there like a backlash? I've I've been pretty busy with with Malik and everything, but has there been like a backlash about this or has people really like it? What's the general consensus on this just trooper? From what I can tell, people dig it. I mean, you get you you of course get the it'll be just like the death troopers. Made a big deal about them, did nothing with them. Be just like the Praetorian Guards. Aww. Made a big deal about them, and then some chick who doesn't know how to fight somehow beats them all. Man, you know, okay. something besides that. But it just that people hope that they do something with them. But, I mean, they're not going to make the entire movie trooper centric. That's they've got too many important no, characters to no. wrap up the storyline. But yeah, I do hope that we see some see some good screen time with them and see them do something awesome. That'd be pretty rad. Yeah, that would be amazing. If anybody's going to San Diego Comic-Con and you're thinking, man, I would really like to get Eric a gift, that would be <laughs> the thing to get me. Just going to tell you. Or a Pikachu plushie. He really wants a Pikachu plushie. Um, I'm good on that, but but I, <laughs> it, but my kids would like it, though, so I shouldn't, I shouldn't say that I wouldn't take one. Yeah. But, yeah. So, okay. So, everybody in the world except me has been to Galaxy's Edge, and... <laughs> It looks like we finally have an opening date for the Rise of the Resistance Rise. Yes. And uh, so at uh, at World, it'll be December 5. And at uh, Land, it'll be January 17, 2020. So they're not too far apart from each other. So are you going to rush straight there and go to the park again and get on get on that ride? Well, our passes are good in mm-hmm. January, so I won't have to rush, like, rush yeah. and go crazy and get another ticket and pay and be blacked out or whatever they, you know it is that we're not allowed to go. So uh, we'll be ready to go for it. Can't wait for it. That sounds super cool. I, yeah, I really wish that I could get there soon, but it's not realistic to think about it. So no point in torturing myself. Well, at least you know you're going to get there at one point. Yeah. That's Celebra- true. Celebrations One of these happening. days. Well, celebration's happening, so you're definitely yeah. not coming here and not going to Galaxy's Edge. That's what I would like to think that would be a thing. Of course, I imagine every other person going to Celebration is thinking that same thing. Speaking of Celebration, when we were there, we got to see 
a trailer and part of an episode of The Mandalorian. And since that time, not a thing that released officially on the internet. Not even the trailer. Nope. So, it has been announced that there will be a Mandalorian panel at D23. And what what will they get? Will they get a whole episode, you think? Is that something they do at D23? I'm not very familiar with they they normally the do, no they normally don't do that but they're breaking things up and it, it actually pissed me off because I I'm going on Saturday our friend and compadre and so is Boo going on Boo's going both days I'm going Friday and right Saturday. but what's what pissed me off is they do their big thing on Saturday that's their big day but they're doing a live action Disney Plus thing on Friday that's did I better get a full episode or and, and, and or not knowing that. Yeah, I'm going to get a full episode. So I was like, no, I'll just stick with Saturday and be there with all you great people. And, and thank you, Rusty Brown, for yeah. getting me thinking for my birthday. Yes, thank you, Rusty. But I, that, that kind of pissed me off, though. And plus, I can't leave work on Friday, mm-hmm. you know, even though it's right there. But that's unfortunate. I, I hope for you guys that are going, you guys get a full episode. Oh, fuck. We better. And that would be really rad. At least you'll get some stuff that you haven't seen. Yeah, hopefully. no, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to be... I'm not going to be fully disappointed. That's the nice thing. It's not going to be where I'm going to be like, well, that was a waste of time. I'm going to get something somewhere, yeah. some episode nine stuff, some Mandalorian stuff. So it's not going to be like where I'm going to be just shit out of luck. So I can't, I can't complain. And I heard they're going with the reservation lottery thing. And, uh, but, but also you can stand in line overnight. Oh, you can. Yeah. There's so, so there's people who are guaranteed to have a spot reservation wise. And then there's also whatever slots are available or, or not slots, but, space is available you can wait over line oh okay for okay it's interesting so we'll see hopefully we get a full episode and you can come back and tell us how it is i'll sign the i'll sign the nda and i can't <laughs> i'll tease the shit well, out of you guys yeah i would like to know how it is but i don't want to know blow yeah. by blow what oh that's like. true that's I'll, true i'll put it into 280 characters on on uh, twitter yeah or just one word yeah <laughs> so you know, Favreau has confirmed that they're working on the second season. I do already, crazy. and so yeah, that, that's pretty exciting. I'm I'm glad to hear that. And okay, I got to ask here, man. In our notes, Araj, you have put "relax" on the reshoots. People are people right. making a stink about it. I got to be honest with you. Well, I haven't I heard s- a lot. I saw not people. I just saw multiple articles and. Not even clickbait stuff, because this comes from, I saw something on Forbes, I saw something from The Hollywood Reporter that said that reshoots are coming, should should fans be concerned. But when you read the article, they pretty much say that these reshoots were pretty much scheduled, and they're not out of the norm, and it's nothing like Solo was, and it's nothing like other films that have been in trouble, you know? Fantastic Fantastic. Yeah, any of those things. Yeah, I just don't want people to freak out and start this whole train of things were wrong. Nothing was wrong. It seems like everything was scheduled and everything is on track. And this is something that JJ normally does. Well, I mean, every filmmaker does. Reshoots are a totally normal part of the process. I mean, I don't do a lot of video editing, but I can't tell you the times I have. Every time I have, I'm like, oh, damn, I wish I had this. I wish I had this, but from this angle. But why is this over here? You know, it's that sort of thing. But they have the time and resources to do something about (laughs) it. Exactly. And of all films, episode nine is going to have all the time and all the resources you could possibly imagine to make it right. So why wouldn't yep. you go back and make it right? It just, it's like writing a term paper or an essay or your thesis. And you, you go back afterwards and you 
fix it up. I mean, this is what you do. Nope. Once I'm done, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Once so that's it. I never want to look at it again. Yeah, yeah. once really cut, and this is all you get. Yeah, pretty yep, much. Yeah. You, you, you get the rough draft, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, you make of it what you want. Yeah, you should be happy I turned it in. <laughs> uh, just just so everybody knows, there's Daisy Ridley has. There's been some pretty cool videos of her floating around, and uh, yeah, it's it's been rad, man. She <laughs> she's a blast, and uh, it's just everything she does is fantastic. And that's all I got to say about that. She is. Well, thank you, my man. It was nice to hear your voice spewing out some Star Wars info. <laughs> it was great to have you hearing my voice spewing out Aww. some Star Wars info. Thanks, buddy. Let's get into some pop culture breakdown. Now, before we get into stuff, I wanted to tell you about the show that I've been watching, and I'm almost finished with season two, and it's one of the coolest shows that I've seen since Breaking Bad, and it's a mixture of Breaking Bad and Seinfeld. Hmm. I, that's the only thing that I can kind of equate it to. Less you've seen the show. The show's called Barry on HBO. We're a little late yes. to the game. These people I take out, they're bad people. The money's good. It's a job. Yep. Hey, man. Are you seeing this beautiful morning? What are you doing? How are you? What am I doing? I'm set up here like you asked me to. Oh, right. Duh. This heat is urgent. This is Ryan Madison. Familiar to my slaughterous thoughts. Hey, man. Are you new to this class? Help me out. Ryan, you're up. I'm going to do the scene with him. And action. What do I... I don't know what to say. Wow. Wow. The acting class made me feel really good. I feel really motivated right now. These are professional actors. They're the real deal, and they say I got something. You're a killer, Barry. Acting to direct conflict, being someone who anonymously kills people. If you're going to be an actor, here's my only direction. Adapt. Adjust. Let the cat out. When I first started in this class, I was very overwhelmed, but then I saw everyone else perform. Alas, poor... Forgot my line. And then it was easier. There's always a million reasons not to do something, Barry. If you want it, go for it. This is what you do. This is all you do. Why can't I do both things? I'm done, Fuchs. Starting now. Bravo! I just saw you go to a place tonight I have never seen before. Okay, I see you're still in that place. I'm going to leave you to your process. They can wait till Monday. I can't explain to you what it is because it's just hard to, I don't know. It, you want to take a shot at it? Uh, oh, well, a good word, shot at it. Your <laughs> synopsis is basically this guy, Barry, Barry Block. Played by Bill Hader, who's is fantastic, an, man. an assassin who is trying to break free of the assassin life and wants to become an actor. And he's horrible at it. And he's <laughs> terrible at acting. He's... You know what? I'm going to say this about Barry. I've watched it from episode one. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, you know, you want to start spreading the news about things. Yeah. And you go, oh, dude, you got to listen to this song or, oh, you got to go eat this, you know, try this food or you should watch this show. And it's sometimes it's best to just leave things sitting there. <laughs> it's true. And let people stumble upon it. And then when they go, oh my god, I just found this gem and this, that, and the other, and you go, yeah, I've been watching that for a while. It, it's a, and you see how excited they are, and then you can vibe with them and click on that and just 
So it's pretty cool that you you found your fatherhood has helped you find Perry. Dude, it's so good. Boo, it's so good. It's and I say Breaking it, Bad because it gets serious, like Breaking Bad. It's dark, oh, it's, but there's some bad shit crazy moments that like I look at Lorena and we I just laugh out loud. There was an episode today. It's the fourth episode in season two, mm-hmm. and Bill Hader directed it. It was the craziest effing episode I've ever seen on television. Like weird, crazy, laugh out loud, funny, and serious at the same time. I don't know what to think of it. it it's it's just done really well, and Bill Hader is awesome. Hmm. And, awesome. And here's how funny. Uh, this is how uh, sat. I guess the satire and how funny this thing is. He his uh, the people like he deals with. So his like customers. you know, yeah. so you like so like how Breaking Bad. It's like okay with Breaking Bad, uh, Walt was dealing with like the Mexican cartel, yeah, like <laughs> legit hardcore cartel. But it's like the El Salvadorians. <laughs> There's the Bolivians. It, it, uh, oh yeah, uh, it's uh, the Bolivians. Bolivians and it's the Chetnians. The Chechens. Chechens. You're like Chechnians. Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> really? And, and they're great. And they're, and they're funny. Awesome. Yeah, and they're awesome. It's just he can't find the real gangsters. And, yeah. and you know what, Henry Henry Winkler's in it. Oh, the Fonz is in it, and he is awesome. He's great. The, the acting is just everybody is is great in, it. and there, he's he coaches a theater class, and yes. that's where Barry's trying to learn how to act. He's just really and, bad and at he's it. basically the coach from The Waterboy. Oh, that's great. So he's kind of got that vibe uh-huh. of the that that, that tone <laughs> yeah. of the Waterboy coach, and he's you know his playbook, yeah, and all that stuff. Yeah. And he's all those tendencies. Oh, that's it's, great. Yeah, Barry yeah. is a very good, and HBO again, 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 just all kinds of stuff. Euphoria is a great show for those of you who are. Now yeah, that one I will Boo's tell you been about. watching that. Yeah, that's a very, very good show. It's pretty nuts, it's intense, and hits hard. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they're not afraid to you know push some boundaries. You know what's it's going to happen with Barry after the fifth season? People are going to go, "Oh my god, it's the best show in the world!" And then everybody's going to binge it and watch it. And yeah. it's going to be a big thing after like three or four mm-hmm. seasons. I, I know it. It's so good. We have a voicemail, by the way, from our boy Rick Villanueva from Chicago, who we didn't get to meet in Chicago. Mm-hmm. We were this close, though. Mm-hmm. We were going to go to his bar that he bartends mm-hmm. as a big group. And then we found out he wasn't working that day. <laughs> womp, sucks. Womp, womp. Let's roll the voicemail. Hey, Sith listeners. It's Rick in Chicago. First time calling in. Uh, obviously, on the heels of a very special occasion. Raj, I want to say congratulations to you and your wife on the birth of your son, on little Malik making his way into the world. Thanks, man. A little world of geek and nerd. Yeah. Uh, you're going to enjoy every moment of fatherhood with him. I can already tell. I'm super happy for you guys. And Thank I can't you, wait to see more pictures of the little guy mm-hmm. as he grows up. So cheers to you guys for that. Cheers. Um, I wanted to ask you guys a question. There's been a lot of uh, talk the last couple episodes about, you know, cult classics and things you want to see remade and things like that. Movies that had an impact on you. But I want to take this a different angle and ask you guys what soundtracks have either had the biggest impact on you or what soundtracks do you think are kind of evergreen you know the ones that front to back are just are just excellent uh, movie soundtracks if i had to pick for myself um a, a soundtrack that for whatever reason just sticks in my head is the soundtrack from juice from oh. what was it 1991 or 1992 yeah. 
there were some killer tracks on that on that uh, soundtrack. Some Eric B, some Aaron Hall, um, just some just some killer tracks. Wow. So I'm interested names. to hear what you guys have to say. Um, I'm sure Eric's got some great ideas because you know he's the music man. So on that note, I'll leave you guys to it. May the force be with you. Cheers. Thanks, Rick. That was really nice. Thank mm-hmm. you for those nice, kind words. I really appreciate it, man. I wish we could have met you. Hopefully, we get to meet you at Celebration Anaheim. I hope. Yeah. I, you know, I hope. Great question. Uh, soundtracks. I got a couple. You want to go first, Music Man, over there? Sure, man. So, it, there's a couple different directions you can go with this. One of the ones for me that will always be cemented in time, besides the obvious, like Star Wars, is uh, Back to the Future. Mm. The Back to the Future score is great. And it not only is it the like the original soundtrack that they put out for that movie was basically all of the songs, songs, the power of love. Yeah, he was had that. You had and and then all of the all the 50s stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. But for Christmas, I got the uh, Entrada release of of the actual score of Sylvester's score of it. And it is great, man. Mm. It is really, really good. And, uh, while like that style of soundtrack is one thing, you get others where sort of it's more contemporary music, whether you recognize it immediately or not, like it doesn't necessarily have to be radio stuff. You know what I mean? Right. And I would say, and I know this might sound weird, but the, um, oh God, what's the name of the movie? It just totally like vacated my brain. Oh, why God, why? Empire Empire Strikes Back. No, that was not it. But thank you uh, for nothing. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Smoke and Aces. Yes. Oh, Smoke and Aces. Yes. That was a great movie. Yeah, sorry. I don't, don't know why I couldn't get that in my head. But the music and the way it drives it is, it's just spot on. And mm-hmm. I don't, it, it, have you seen the movie? Yes, we saw it. Yeah, Dude, I've watched that yeah. thing so many times. Great movie. It's so good. Well, Smoking yeah. Ace is the one with it. <laughs> tell me what that is. Look at the collar on that coat. What does that look like? That stain. Uh, I don't know. Cinnamon roll. The cinnamon roll, the cinnamon, the the roll of the cinnamon. That looks like a jizz. Yeah, Eastern European jizz. That looks like some fuckhead shot his load on a twelve thousand dollar calfskin jacket. The twist is it's my twelve thousand dollar calfskin jacket. So you got the semen, okay? You've got the human ejaculate that's been allowed to soak in for like seven hours. All right, work its way into the fabric fucking fibers. You like I send out to what? Incinerate Hugo. There isn't a fucking laundry detergent or dry cleaning product known to man that will get that clean. Some shit, suffice it to say, just don't wash out. <laughs> yeah. Alicia Keys. Oh, it's one of my yeah, favorite lines dude. of any movie. <laughs> what? What is dude, that? Eastern European jizz. jizz. <laughs> Eastern European. Jimmy, Jimmy Pivot's the shit in it. He, he, did, he did a good job <laughs> in that movie, man. It's so good. Uh, uh, 
But like Chris Pine was great. Oh, yeah, he was great in that movie. I'm sorry, man. It's yeah. okay. <laughs> I forgive you. That score was really good. And you know another one, and I don't know if this is something that people would instantly pick up on, that combines sort of the best of both worlds in that between the the symphonic score, if you will, the modern style of music, and then also the in-universe stuff happening, the source music that they're hearing on the spot in the movie. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, the Karate Kid. Oh, it's a great one. That's a great one because you got Bananarama's yes, cruel uh, summer, cruel summer, mm-hmm. cruel summer, man. You got the best around. <laughs> yeah, no you do. Ever g- yeah, we got that one. Um, but then, you, but then you know, you just got like the whole. Uh, pseudo Japanese. Uh huh. Yes, oh yeah, right. with the taiko thing. drums. Right, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, in the in Dude. the flute. It's a hard question, Rick. <laughs> Yeah, it is. I, I told a guitar student of mine, he was talking about how it was hard to find enough time to practice to get good at stuff. And I said, you know what you need, dude? A montage. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I told him to like go practice and have his sister film him on his phone and then like like do lots of wiping his brow and going to whoosh, whoosh, and then have change clothes and sit somewhere else and have mm-hmm. her film him some more. And I said, put it all together and dude, you'll be able to play guitar great in no time. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. All because of Karate Kid. That's Great movie. Right. Well, those are good picks, man. I'll be real quick. The Crow, yes. fantastic soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Symphonically and soundtrack wise, what really hit me when I was younger was Blade Runner with Vangelis's Blade Runner. That was awesome, um, and Boo just hurt his hand really badly on the on the microphone. <laughs> I thought he hit a gong or something. <laughs> Fuck. He's like, "Fuck, Vangelis." Yeah, Jesus. Um, and then Purple Rain was great. Love Purple Rain. Pretty all the John Hughes films. They're just oh, yeah, the soundtrack of the Pretty in Pink. Breakfast Club was great. So yeah, that's that's where I'm at. Oh, uh, mine are going to be. Quickly, uh, Menace to Society. Oh, yeah. Oh, Boys in the Hood was good. And in Boys in the Hood. Yeah. Yeah. And now, the wondrous world of... (laughs) Hello, my name is Elaine, and I'll be your tour guide through South Central Los Angeles. How to survive the South Central... And you know what, Judgment Night, that movie was actually a pretty solid movie. I hope he's talking about the same. hope we're on the same page here, Rick. Uh, I think it's the one with Cuba Gooding Jr., Jeremy no. Piven. I think Judgment Night was with Tim Roth, wasn't it? And Wasn't Tim Roth and Tupac in Judgment Night? That's No, no, no. That's Gridlock. Oh, Gridlock. Judgment oh. Night is with Jeremy Piven, oh. Emilio Estevez, Cuba Gooding Jr., and I forgot there was a fourth one, and Dennis Leary's the bad guy. Oh yes, yes, yes! I remember in the middle, like Cleveland, yeah, or Chicago or something. They got to get out of they it. Got to break out. Yeah, I hope that's. Yeah, it is. It I'm is. It is that. That's that's the one. Yeah. So for me, well, the top one has to be uh, Blues Brothers. 
Oh, that one, that one just holds a really it's special a good, place in my heart. One, love the, I love the soundtrack. Love the movie. We're so glad to see so many of you lovely people here tonight. We certainly hope you all enjoy the show. And remember, people, that no matter who you are and what you do to live, thrive, and survive, there's still some things that make us all the same. You, me, them, everybody. And then a more recent one, I guess that would be like a number two would be Baby Driver. I love I love movies that incorporate the music as a character or as a big part of the movie. And I feel that that is if you were like if you were to mute the music, the movie would be lackluster without it. Oh yeah, music so, is definitely a character. Yeah, Born on Fourth of July and Forrest Gump too. Great oh, Forrest Gump is great. That's right. That's a hell yeah, of a soundtrack. That's a, hell of a, soundtrack. That it's a double soundtrack too. Yeah, it goes throughout time. Two that's CDs. awesome. Yeah. Well, not for you. It's not a double CD or what's just, a CD. That is a good pick, man. It is. Those are, those are good ones. Rick, thank you, man. We love, that's a great question, buddy. Um, we have a trailer trash segment. And first, I want to do, because again, we have a voicemail that inspired trailer trash from the beginning. And that person has sent us another voicemail. Mm. So let's listen to... Kroll has a sequel. So let's listen to Jim's voicemail. Hello, Sith List. I, uh, I've been making my way through you guys' catalog, and then I heard how uh, Is it a Cessna Eric Struthers <laughs> joined the show, and then I stopped listening, so... Oh, 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 oh what? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I actually only have about 10 or 15 episodes left. I've listened to everything. So, uh, Thanks, as far man. as I can tell so far, standing, outstanding show. You only have about 10 or 15 episodes more to mess it up. No, oh, trust and, me. Who else? Uh, just to show that I was kidding about Eric, um, my next podcast I'm going to start listening to is going to be the Matt Bad Motivators. Nice. Uh, I was stuck between Canto by Dispatch and Geek Dudes, but I think I'm going <laughs> to go with that family-oriented uh, Bad Motivators. But... Um, I was hoping Eric would elaborate a little bit on his guest host or on his other hosts because I don't, I didn't really, I don't know who they are. So I'd like some info from him. And I had a recommendation for Trailer Trashed. Uh, it's another one of my absolute favorite uh, movies from back in the day. And it's If Looks Could Kill. Oh. If Looks Could Kill. I don't know if any of you have seen it but man I loved it the Ferrari the the sucker shoes the Roger Daltrey makes a cameo I mean it is absolutely fantastic Augusta Strango and uh, the little tiny lady with a whip for a necklace I mean it's fucking great <laughs> but uh I want to see what you guys have to say about it and uh okay and impersonation, the only one I can think of right now is, uh, how about, uh, Mr. Claw or Dr. Claw from, uh, Inspector Gadget? You remember that guy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. At the end of every episode, he'd say, I'll get you next time, Gadget. That's pretty good. Next time. <laughs> That's spot on, man. That's Damn terrifying. it, Jim. First of that all, when it, if I ever do meet you, I definitely want to ride in that Cessna because it just sounds fantastic. Your impressions are, like Eric said, spot on, man. Spot on. Well done. Well done. Uh, your suggestion here for us to watch this trailer is it's going to happen, and we're going to watch it right now. God damn the music right away. Oh. What's this guy's name, Eric? 
Richard Grieco. Richard Grieco. Look at those eyebrows. I love it. That hair is epic, dude. Uh-huh. How? How? I think there's been a mistake here, which led to a case of mistaken identity. Walk quickly. Oh, my gosh. It turned me... So it's kind of like a James Bond feel meets Back to the Future, or I don't know. Michael Corbin, deep cover agent for the CIA. Dude. Nothing like narrating the trailer for us. Yeah. Yeah, explaining the whole premise of the movie. Who is he, Ferris Bueller? <laughs> oh, he's driving a Ferrari. Yes. Piece of cake. I can just figure out how to get the window down. Oh, <laughs> window down. I'm not complaining. They're gorgeous women. Bonsoir, Mr. Golden. Uh, boner. Oh, my God. He just said boner, Suara. A rocket launcher. Are oh. you... Nice whitey you see, underwear. You see, you see the tidy whiteys there? Huh. Yeah. Save Europe. He just lifted his armpits and air came out of him, too. Unarmed to culprits. Who are you with? Hey, no problem, dude. If looks could kill, I think this is worse than Crawl. I think I'd rather watch. That Kroll. was not good. Yeah, that was not good. I, I think you're right. I think Crawl is a winner compared to this. I'd much rather watch Crawl. Richard Grieco. Only person that has better eyebrows than Richard Grieco would be Billy Zane. I think. You know what? From Titanic. If I'm not mistaken, weren't him and Christian Slater like in that same Uh deal? And Slater kind of did better. Yeah, (laughs) a lot better. Slater did a lot better. (laughs) Richard Grieco. He was on Twenty One Jump Street. He's supposed to take over for Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. He was on there for like three or four seasons, and he did a looks and kill, and evidently it did kill his his, uh, career. But uh, yeah, it was epic, dude. Dude, that whole narrating the trailer. It, that is, oh, what a weird move! Yeah, it's and awful. To have to have such small sn- snippets of the film to work with, yet the acting is it's totally bad in it. It's <laughs> so it's bad. terrible, and it's it's like you couldn't find a six second clip in that whole film where somebody did a good job acting. <laughs> wow, Richard Grieco, I'm sorry. What happened to him, dude? He's- yeah. Well, thanks for the suggestion, though. It was definitely bad. That was terrible. It was, it was terrible. It was really that terrible. Was awful. Yeah. That just shut Carlos up. I was going to say Carlos. Damn. Carlos shut down. He said yeah. something. He's like, I'm done. That's Carlos it. was watching it. He just shut down. He yeah. went, went into a corner. He turned around like Blair Witch Project. The fuck is this? Yeah, I'm standing. Yeah. yeah. You want to know part of it. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, move on to uh, please another one. But uh, Jim, again, thank you very much. And the impressions keep them coming, dude. Yeah. Well, oh, and Jim, so as far as the bad motivators go, man, we would love to have you as a listener. It's a really fun show. Uh, my two other hosts are Luke Cruiser and Dallas Wood. They're great guys. They're my, they're, yeah, they're, they're a lot of fun too, man. We're all three dads. We uh, <laughs> have similar views on the world some of the times. And uh, it's like this beautifully orchestrated, barely held together train wreck. And uh, I, th- I think you'll dig it. Yeah, definitely. Try them out, man. Try them out and binge them just like you binge us. And we really appreciate you listening to every single one of our episodes, man. That is, that means a lot to us. And thank you very, very much for that. Yeah. 
And we probably can fuck it up for the next 15 episodes that you haven't listened to. Uh, so don't hold that against us. Ghostbusters 2020 has rounded its cast out, guys. Now, I wasn't really big on this Ghostbusters, but once I found out they got Paul Rudd, I was like, okay, okay, this might be pretty cool. And they got Finn Wolford from Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, okay, wait a minute. And then I noticed that Dan Aykroyd, Amy Potts, and Sigourney Weaver are signed on, and Bill Murray is rumored to be signed on. Obviously, you can't have those guys and not have Bill Murray. So, and they're not labeling this as Ghostbusters 3 or Ghostbusters 4. They're just labeling it Ghostbusters 2020. I'm getting a little excited about this. And it's not Ivan Reitman, but it's his son. So they're keeping it in the family, which is also pretty cool. So I'm getting a little bit more excited about the cast. Getting you guys interested at all? Well, yeah, once they get Bill Murray, then I'll be sold. But until then, it's still a little shaky. Hmm. Oh, Dan Aykroyd's. No, I know that, but Paul Rudd. Yeah, I know that, but I still need Bill Murray. Sigourney, insane reliever. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't. I copied and pasted, dude. So <laughs> that's not for me, bro. <laughs> Sanery Weaver. Oh, that's Sigourney's daughter, guys. Oh, there we go. Sanery Weaver. Scenery. Scenery. Scenery Weaver. She yeah. weaves scenery. No. <laughs> uh, but I love uh, Finn Wolford. He did yes. a great job in Stranger Things 3. We're going to talk about that and break that down in a minute. I only have one episode left. Damn it. Oh, watch it right now. Can slow it down, man. We We can drag this out well, kudos to you Struthers. dude Struthers wow. yeah wait a wait minute, minute. wait come a minute come back to the camera oh, wait a, wait a minute. minute you have binge Stranger Things up to a le- one last episode well dude here's the deal so you know I had seen the whole first season and Amanda and I started watching the second season and then we got derailed just because of the way life worked out so she was gone to visit her mom with the kids this this past weekend and the gig I had on Saturday got canceled and I thought, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to watch these episodes. So I watched all of season two and all of season three minus the, the last episode on Saturday into the wee hours of Sunday morning. Okay, okay, okay. We can still do this. So what we'll do is we'll break down this season and just leave out the final episode and the final shenanigan. It's going to be tough, but we're going to do it. We won't spoil it for you. We'll let we'll let Struthers. I am so excited it, yeah. that we can talk to Eric about a show that's on television and right now, right yeah. now. Oh my god, it's the Andy Griffith show we're talking about, right? <laughs> it's, that's right, Mayberry Jerry. We're going to do this. Oh, I thought it was Toby Gillis because I'm a big Toby Gillis guy. You mean Toby? Toby, Toby, yes. ah, Toby yes. Gillis. I can tell what a huge fan you are. <laughs> yeah, such a huge fan. He's Maynard. Oh, Maynard. Yeah, he was Maynard um, G. Crab. Yeah, he was in uh, Gilligan's Island too, right? Yeah, he walked yep. right off of Adobe Gillis, Gilligan. right into Gilligan. Yeah, he sure did. He said, I'm out. <laughs> right under the minnow. He was a beatnik, I remember, right? He was a beatnik kind of yep. dude. Yeah. All right, before we get into that, and I'm really excited about that now, Let's. we got an email from Lumberjack Nick. So, Les, you want to read this from Lumberjack Nick? Don't worry, you don't have to read it like Lumberjack I Nick. I will do that. I'll just read it. Hey, okay. y'all, congrats to Raj on the newest little Jedi who was born into the, into the Sith list order. Oh, thanks, buddy. I don't know about you, but I had a fantastic 4th of July weekend. Went to Medieval Times for the first time. Oh. Went back to Galaxy's Edge for the second time. Oh. Saw Spider-Man Far From Home, which was amazing, and binged all of Stranger Things Season 3. Nice. I think a lot of people did at least two or three of those things. Let me tell you, Stranger Things 3, 40 million households broke records. Yes. Okay. With all of that awesomeness happening this past weekend, here's what I'm writing to say. Unfortunately, it's happening once again where someone on the internet, some on the internet are losing their minds over the casting of an actor. 
This past week, Halle Bailey was announced as the actress who will portray Ariel in Disney's upcoming live-action adaptation of The Little Mermaid. The Little Mermaid being my favorite Disney animated film, part of me would l- have liked to seen someone who cast who looks closer to the animated version of Ariel. Oh. But I also understand that to the that to the character skin color doesn't matter. What matters more is seeing people of color cast in roles where color doesn't matter. Gotcha. There are four Disney princesses of color and half a dozen or so white princesses. The only princesses that aren't white are the ones where race matters. Traditional, if a character's race doesn't matter, the skin color, the character's skin color defaults to white. Princesses whose race figures into the plot of the story, Tiana, Mulan, Pocahontas, and Jasmine, cannot be portrayed by a white actor because the movie's plot... D- plots demand for a specific race true so the casting of Halle bailey as ariel is partly an important casting because the role of ariel whose races doesn't figure into her story's plot did not default to a white actress but more importantly the role went to the best actress disney could find who they felt could fulfill the role with both her acting ability and singing chops lumberjack nick p.s my uncle has diabetes and he doesn't take care of himself and had to have his leg amputated Damn. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Jesus. Oh my God. Damn. I'm not trying to. <laughs> Holy shit. Lumberjack Nick was just like all about like, you know, I social am... justice all of a sudden at the end. P.S. My uncle, diabetes, and he doesn't take care of himself and he had to have his legs amputated. I am not trying to lose my feeties to diabetes. Oh, wow. Oh, you're going to stand for that. Wow. Right? That was a good one. Well, if we're going to talk what? about it, yeah. <laughs> go ahead. Um, we're talking about which one, the princesses or your legs? The princesses. Uh, first of all, um, we'd have to knock Pocahontas out as a princess. Because she was not a princess? Uh, technically, that's, they changed that whole story. They did. We're just but we're talking you, you Disney. You know what I mean? We're talking Disney, not like the, yeah. the history. So if you want to go there. Um, but yeah, people shouldn't be. I understand people are definitely going to complain and cry and bitch and whine about things and be like why couldn't she just you know she's a redhead and she should be a redhead well they just put some red dreadlocks on her and there you go man i have one thing to say about all this she's a fucking mermaid that's (laughs) they don't exist you fucking imbeciles (laughs) and not only that if you're really gonna dig uh if i'm not mistaken they were in the caribbean kiss the girl there you go just (laughs) chill like it was all jacked up. Listen, if you listen to our podcast and you're pissed that Ariel is not white and redhead, move on. Don't listen to our podcast. Yeah, it's anymore. over. Yeah, right? it's, it's done. You guys are it, all it's done. A fucking, the, the woman has a fin, a dorsal, not a dorsal fin, but she's a fucking, she's a That'd fucking fish. She has a tail. Thank you. She has a tail. And that's it. Yeah. It's, uh, Stop being nimwits, people. Just stupid. Just ridiculous. No, and then, and then Lumberjack Nick is right. If she does a better job, Probably the best job. She's a, she can act and she can sing. That's all they fucking want is somebody who can actually do the <laughs> job. I'm not gonna hire somebody because they they look better. They they look like they should. No, I want somebody who's gonna do the work, do it well, and make me a fucking billion dollars. That's what uh, Bob Iger and all of them are thinking. That's it. Yeah. She's gonna like make me a lot of money, and that's all that right. matters. And she looks great. She yeah. sounds great. Let her do it. Yeah, it, this is a fairy tale, everybody. You understand? And they could actually do the original fairy tale where uh, she doesn't make it. No. Do we all know that? Does everybody know the, the original? Little Mermaid? Oh, yeah. She. It gets dark. She. They, they're called grim fairy tales for a reason. Ooh. And uh, they could, you know, Disney already changes things. Disney already Disney's things up and just relax, everyone. It's just, it, the best part of this is going to be 
when the movie comes out, people are going to be in there and they're going to be singing part of your world. Probably trying to hang with her and she can sing. So just calm down. He's the girl. Simple as that. They also casted Javier Bardem for King Triton. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. I forgot. Yes. And they're in talks great. with Harry Styles to be the prince. That's going to be great. Javier Bardem's fantastic. Just, it's all coming But together, he's Hispanic. Everyone. He can't do it. Who gives a fuck? Can't be a King Triton. <laughs> I know. He's a great actor. <laughs> I'd love to see him he as King Triton. I'd love to see him have his own movie as King Triton. That'd, That'd be, be the rad. shit. That would his be accent's cool. gonna be thick, dude. It's gonna be great. <laughs> That'd be rad. That'd be so cool. <laughs> I forbid you for going to the show. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, be like, okay, fine. You'll never have to go there again. Yeah. <laughs> wow, man, you're giving Jim a run for his money here, buddy. That was really good. One of the things about this that really disappoints me is I like the depth that. Some people went, and I, I mean, I realize no pun intended. No pun intended. Internet, actually, no pun was intended. Damn it, that was <laughs> like low hanging fruit too. That, that was uh, th- that. It's the internet, so you, hearing these things, it's not necessarily a decent indicator of whether or not tons of people were saying these things. But I remember seeing one thing where these these people are arguing how there's no way a mermaid could be black because. Uh, skin tone is like from an evolutionary standpoint is darker the closer you get to the equator and then because and that's because of like the exposure to the sun's rays and blah 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 and over the course of millions of years so on I I just saw our planet and you're spot on so therefore because they're underwater mermaids would not their pigmentation would not do like like the survival of the fittest are we really Produce breaking down mermaids? Are, are we breaking down mermaids? Go ahead, go ahead, Eric. Break it down. No, Get in that, there, man. But but that's what I'm saying. I'm I'm like that is disgusting. That this is okay. Right. I'm just, one of the things I'm going to say, and I realize this might sound like a bit of a dismissal. Who has that kind of time to be like? <laughs> you know what? We I did. I said this to a lady at work one day. She's like, "Well, what about this and this?" I said, "You know what? You're right." We finally solved every other problem, and this is all that's left is this one thing. If we can that's just take right. care of this, mm-hmm. we've done it. By God, we've done it. And some people that I know, and I, I, I understand if you love The Little Mermaid, and this is what Ariel looked like to you, and blah, blah, blah. Well, I got great news for you. I got great news for you. That cartoon's still there, and you can watch yes. it until your head explodes. That's right. This is a different multiple formats. It's available in multiple formats, everybody. You can get if you have the VHS, you can wear that shit out. You can get the Blu-ray. You can get all the DVDs. You can stream Disney Plus and get your fill of a redhead cartoon mermaid. So this girl I know starts this thing that says, and I'm not racist. Uh, Oh, you definitely don't want to start a conversation with that time. And I said, as soon as you said the word but, that instantly negates everything that came before it. Yeah, that instantly makes you racist. But. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I just can't imagine somebody caring that much. Because then I try to think, okay, well, let's put myself in their shoes. Let's say that there was a complete reboot of Star Wars, and now Luke Skywalker is, looks nothing like Mark Hamill. I mean, it could be anything. I, I honestly don't think I care. Yeah. yeah, I'm more upset that it's not Mark Hamill. I don't need somebody that looks like Mark Hamill. What I wanted was Mark Hamill. But if so, if it's not him, I don't care who it is. Just do to be awesome. <laughs> just and be don't awesome. try to be Mark Hamill. Just be awesome in the role. Right. 
be awesome with the character. I don't know, man. Oh, I I just wow. find it really questionable if this worries you so much that you got to head to the internet and bitch about it. And when I saw how many people that I actually know or at least am friends with on Facebook, then I may not really have any idea who they are, had a negative opinion of it. Oh, like, that'll do. Yeah, that'll that's, be that's, gone. That's, yeah. Off, that's awful. It sucks, man. Yeah, that is awful. It sucks. Jiminy Crickets. Well, thank you, Lumberjack Nick. All right, day in the life, Beatles. That's pretty much all you need, just to say a day in the life, and it's the Beatles, and then everybody's like, "Yeah, that's great." That is awesome. right. Yeah, there's just like you don't need to break it down. Everybody's like, "Yeah, no, that's that's amazing." Okay, is that their greatest achievement musically, in your opinion, Boo? Uh, oh, that's that's a tough song. That's a tough well because from I, start I, to finish, I have yeah. See, that's that's a tough question because I have my favorite, which is "Come Together," but it's not the most greatest song like a day in the life yeah not your beautiful. favorite but yeah what do you think yeah. their greatest accomplishment is and then uh, uh i would say that would be their greatest accomplishment oh um as a band damn music maybe we should ask eric because obviously yeah yeah, yeah. he can he bring it know down better than we from could, yeah start to finish the composition mm-hmm, the, all of that all of it what do you think buddy it's great it really is it's certainly not what i would pick as my <laughs> okay i can only listen to one beatles tune for the rest of my life which one's it gonna be it would not be that, but it's it's fantastic. It really is very well done. It's it's you know especially in the time it was done and all that, but just stylistically the story that it tells and the instrumentation. And then you know one of the things that always sticks out to me is like their recording techniques back then versus now, like what it actually took to make all that happen. Yeah, is is pretty stupendous. Day in the Life was um, a song that John had started and uh, he kind of had the first verse. And this often happened. One of us would have a little bit of an idea and instead of sitting down and sweating it, we'd just bring it to the other one and kind of finish it together because you could ping pong. You know, you get an idea, then he'd get an idea, and oh, that's good. You know? And uh, so, yeah, say he had the first verse. I read the news today, oh boy. And we sat in my music room in London and just started playing around with it, got a second verse, and then we got to the, what was going to lead into the middle. And we kind of looked at each other and kind of knew we were being a little bit kind of edgy. And we sort of said, I'd love to turn you on. So we kind of knew, like... It, this would have an effect. It worked. And then we put another section I had, woke up, fell out of bed, tried to comb across my head. So I had that section, so we put that in. And then finished the song up, and then did a big sort of epic recording of it with a big full orchestra and everything, you know. And then did that crescendo thing in the middle of it, 
with the orchestra. So yeah, it's that I I love the tune, man. It's, it's a good pick. And the reason I picked it is because we had a playlist when we were, when Lorena was giving birth at the moment she was pushing. That was the song when Malik enters the, the world. That was on. And, oh, and, and it was blasting. Well, there we go. And it was great. And I turned it off when he was born because I thought the nurses and doctors had to like really get serious and figure things out. And they yelled at me. And they're like, where did the song go? And I was like, I'm sorry. And I pressed it again and it started blasting and then they got to work again. So it was really cool, man. I was trying, I was trying to time it where it was like, did you pro- have a hipster birth? Yeah, dude, you have no idea. So we had a doula. So we had a, we had a doula, and if you don't know what a doula is, she's there. I don't even it's, fucking know you. Okay, hold on, dude. Hold on, hold on. No, no, hold on. It wasn't a hipster birth. Doulas, which are people like birth coaches, pre and post, uh, and they help you after the birth. They help you before the birth. And so she was there to make Lorena's life as comfortable as possible inside that room. Great. So she brought these like fake candles. She lit the the lights were dimmed in there. She brought this like lavender smell to make everybody relax. And then they told us, not her, but the yeah, hospital told too. us to have a playlist. Oh. We love you to have a playlist when she's uh, ready to give birth and the, the pushing starts. So I had about 15, 20 songs and I was trying to time it, man. So like it would be Dave or Pearl Jam coming up, but it, it happened to be her favorite Beatles song. So, which was really cool. And it, cool. this song's meaning is great. And the title is great. A day yeah, in the life. Okay. And so that's why I picked it. And, and the Beatles are obviously fantastic. And, there you go, Mal. When you hear the archive of the Sith list, there it is, man. That's right. And you had when a... We ruined it, and I apologize. At hipster birth. I apologize. Birth. <laughs> Uncle, Uncle Les fucked it up for you. I'm so sorry, man. The, that, that's not going to be the last the, time he'll hear that. The so one-legged uncle fucked it up for oh, you. <laughs> Peg leg Les. God damn it. Just kidding, Les. Oh, that's funny. Um, so, yeah. Beatles, great. That was the music minute. I did it real quick. I thought it'd be poignant for this week just because it was the song that Mal came out. Uh, let's move to an email from the whim. Go ahead, Les. Okay. Let's see if he fuck says fuck you to us. <laughs> hey guys, looking forward to hearing your thoughts on Spider-Man. While we're on the subject of Spider-Man movies, Spider-Man 2 is a fantastic film, but the first Tobey Maguire Spider-Man has some serious issues. Ooh. Let's talk about Willem Dafoe. I love him as an actor, but him being a super scientist and a billionaire businessman was about as believable as Denise Richards as a scientist in a Bond movie. Sweet Christmas. <laughs> yeah, that happened. That did happen. I digress. <laughs> I like the movie. I only felt let down by the one as by one aspect of the film the first credit scene spoiler a video mysterio plays outing spider-man saying that he's the real villain fail in my opinion just not down with it but i did see something interesting regarding this on facebook yes fuck you guys <laughs> us go. old people use facebook link me to an article on comicbook.com stating that this is a way to introduce Matt Murdock into the movie world. After all, Spidey may need the services of a lawyer. May. As I am clearly out of my element with Marvel comic book characters, what are his best legal options to add a new hero to the MCU? Isn't She-Hulk a lawyer? Talk to you soon. Interesting. Okay. She is a lawyer. And yeah. Wim sent us a kind of like a photoshopped image of them meeting each other mm-hmm. in Matt Murdock's it's office. Pretty cool. pretty cool. I thought it was real. I mm-hmm. thought it was like an outtake or something. I think this is very plausible only because of what Kevin Feige said a couple weeks ago. Remember? About how the characters are still... Well, he's like, we uh, this really down the line, they're in contract, and I would be spoiling something if I said it. Yes. And maybe by the time they make the next one, Daredevil will be out of that three-year window. So, very possible, Wim. Very possible. And I'm glad you like Spider-Man. And I agree with you. Defoe is a great actor. Loved him in Platoon. And thought he wasn't that great in Spider-Man. You're just, kinda, you're just yelling him. and shit. I kind of dug him in Spider-Man. It, it, it made the, the uh, what is it, the uh, 
the super serum, I guess, that he took. I forgot what it's called. Eastern um, European jizz. Sure. Whatever he took, it could make him go nuts and turn into the goblin. I think I, I, I bought it because of that. But if he didn't have that, I wouldn't see him being that much of a nutbag. Mm. So I, I think he did a good job. I okay. think he did a good job. I, I dug him. But the, the She-Hulk is interesting. Oh, yes. Because the She-Hulk. Hulk is already there mm-hmm. as an MCU uh, fixture. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't even have to be She-Hulk. She's just Jennifer Walters. You know what I mean? Hey, I'm Jen Walters. I His can help cousin, you right? I mean, it helps if you if if Vijay is saying that these things are quite possibly out there and and they're in a war room, you know, just moving pieces around. It could happen. I could see that, and then you can have your heroes for hire. Ooh, very nice. Your Iron Man. Was he, and are there first in Luke Cage? And they're going to be his bodyguards. All of them are there all yeah. of a sudden. And guess what? Some dude has to shoot him for being an enemy, and that's the Punisher. It all comes full I'm circle. Leaving. Full circle. Drop your earphones, please. Get out of here. Just go. By the way, we missed this. When we were talking about soundtracks, Rick also sent me an email saying, I forgot to mention these as well. Judgment Day and Decline of Western Civilization and two others that I always go back to. Cheers. Sorry, Rick. Judgment Day, you said, and that's funny that... um, Judgment Night. I'm sorry, Judgment Night. Judgment Day. um, (laughs) Yeah, not not much of a soundtrack. Yeah, that had... um, Didn't Judgment Day have... uh, Guns and Roses? You could be mine. You could by be mine. Guns and Roses. Oh, yeah. that's right. Is that Terminator 2? Yeah. When, when your bitch slap rapping and your cocaine tongue. <laughs> oh, they had bad done. to the bone. You get nothing done. They had bad to the bone when they he takes the motorcycle. The bone, yeah. Oh, that was so sick. Give me your clothes. <laughs> give me your, your guns, your clothes. No, no, no. Or says, no, give I me your clothes, your boots, and your motorcycle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the guy comes outside. I can't let you take his bike. You just beat the shit out of him and stripped I him naked. Out. I can't let you take the man's wheels. Yeah, what the, he just fucking just hurt the dude and stripped him naked. You can't let him take his bike. Just fucking take the bike. Take the bike. Yeah, shit. What else has he got left? Fuck, take it. Okay, so before we get into King Tom's on the throne, we're gonna talk about Stranger Things. I'm so excited because Eric Strathers has actually seen a show on Netflix, and he is up. It's to a d- miracle. Stranger Things 3. Yeah, let's just... Let's talk about that. Let's talk about the amazing achievement of Stranger Things 3. I'm so... Let's just talk about the ending. No. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck off. No. We won't talk about the ending, uh, but we'll go back to it next week when we have Chris Fresh. Eric, and I want to talk... I'm so glad that you're up to date because less Eric and I... Boo obviously didn't go through this period of time, but... We went through kind of, Les is a little bit younger than us, just a little bit, but we went through this era and they put this era on film, on the screen in the best way possible. Like that mall brought me back to the Sherman Oaks Galleria when I was a kid Mm -hmm. and I used to go to the mall and do this exact same things they were doing. Those, Those stores there, Walden Books, when I saw Walden Books, Eric, it just brought me back to when I was a child. Um, oh yeah, dude. Uh, that's... Everything in the show is done so well. Do you did you notice that when Will's brother, Will's brother, and he did the whole like pant through the it lake fell. thing? It's frame by frame, Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's so many little Easter eggs and so many tributes. Hot dog on a stick. Hot dog on a stick. Every, orange everything. Julius. Um, orange Julius. Yeah. <laughs> orange. The, I was like Orange Julius. The whole feel of the thing, the movie, the thing yes. being mm-hmm. in this film, mm-hmm. and having the posters on the wall and the, going to see the back to the future in the movies. And uh, it's so detailed. And the movie that they started off with was uh, not, not letting the day of the dead. No night of the comet. 
no, 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 not not the comment. That's what Eric's been talking about for the last three weeks. Where the the there was a there was like <laughs> there was like a like a zombie movie that they were the very first episode. Oh no, it was a Day of the Dead. Day of the Dead. Yes, and they're so detailed that that movie came out after the fact. That's why I said. On the poster, it said sneak preview, mm. early preview of the film. So that's, that's how detailed they are. And I thought the storyline was great. Um, the acting is fantastic. The kids are great. I, I, we're growing up with these kids. And, and it encapsulated that feel of the 80s when we were kids uh, with Russia being oh, yeah, the, the Cold big war. bad threat. Oh. And, you know, we could be in nuclear war at any time. You know, this is, it was, yeah. They sure did. Like, if you opened up a time capsule mm-hmm. and from 1985, th- this show should be, <laughs> this show pretty much represents anything that would be in that yes. time capsule. It was, yes. boo, it yeah. was perfectly done, dude. <laughs> it's, it was crazy. It was craziness. And then the uh, Hopper's Miami Vice slash oh. uh, Ma- Magnum PI look. Fucking great. Somebody shirt. called him Magnum, didn't they? Yeah, yeah they called him Magnum. Like, yeah. He had the, the pants on looking like Sonny Crockett and the shirt looking like Magnum. It was great. So good, so good. What, uh, what were your thoughts, Eric, of this whole thing? You watched the first two, and then now you're on the... Is this your favorite one so far? For me, this is just as good as season one. Um, season two was great, too. I just don't think it holds up to one and three. Are we going to spoil it? Real quick. No, are we, are we, no, no, no not, not, not the final episode, but the rest of the yes, season. Yes, we're going to spoil okay. everything up to the final episode because we don't want to ruin it for Eric. Yeah. So we're going to spoil it. Okay. Okay, so I, five, four, three, two, one. Spoiler. I got to tell you, I feel like don't get me wrong. I love season three. Uh, season two is, I think, stronger than this. That's but, what said. Uh, there's, there's, here's the deal with season three. It's, and I'm just getting ready to say, you have to suspend your disbelief a little bit more. And it's like, dude, it's Stranger Things. What are you talking yeah, about? Right, right. But, but I'm talking about just as far as something as simple as the logistics of, okay, we're going to use this mall to move this stuff in and out of instead of just some clandestine warehouse where nobody would be looking. No, we're going to do it right here at the most trafficked place in the world is this mall. I mean, I mean, it makes for great storytelling and it made for some great visuals. And that's of course why they do it. But like the humor elements, I love them. I totally love them. But watching all of it coming off. I mean, dude, I watched all the season two sitting there in a row and then instantly went to season three and the, the contrast between the two is pretty evident. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I love them both, but I think if like season two is just a darker approach to the whole idea of the thing. Yeah. Maybe that's I why like, I didn't like it as much because it was, it was a little bit darker and right. then she goes off to the, finds her sisters and all that whole thing. Right. Like, uh, Th- that was a weird sideline that almost yeah. had nothing to do with it. Right. It was, it was more of a just we need to get her out of here, but also let's find a way to make her super powerful. And she's not going to learn that unless somebody teaches it to her right. sort of deal. But but um, I did like that they didn't just. Repeat, OK, here we are at season three. OK, we're going to. This will he's going to be the the sorriest bastard in here and it, this is all going to happen to him again and we're going to do this and it's going to basically be an instant replay of the two seasons before they mix right. it up here's here's a focal point of this like making billy the, the turning his character into what they did with him was great move yeah it was an excellent choice uh, i thought that the way they dealt with his character was really good uh 
just all that stuff. I'm really, I think they took some chances and I think it paid off. It was great. And if I hadn't just watched season two, the, the hours before I would have been like, yeah, but I, and I still was that way. It just, it was a, a little bit different because I came off with something so grim and so heavy. Yeah. Well, for me, it was, uh, you know, it's a bigger gap, obviously. And just to see how everybody's markedly older. Yeah. You know, right. and, saying we're and, growing with, they're growing. And some, they're, of them, some of them aren't growing them. up that well, though. You, you no. know, and to see Mike. all that, it kind of, it, that's where it had the impact for me is seeing how much older everyone is, you know, uh, and then seeing the difference. So like Nancy and, and, uh, Nancy drew no Nancy. And who's the, what's the older brother's name? Who knows? Just Will's brother. Yeah. Nancy and Will's brother. <laughs> poor guy. They're like working at a newspaper, but Steve is at found the easiest job he could get is at the mall serving ice cream. You know? oh, so, Steve like, is so cool. Like, man. At the mall serving ice cream. And you know, everybody else is growing up, you know, Lucas and, and uh, Max are doing their thing. Yeah. And, you know, which is adorable. Mike and Eleven are doing their thing, and you're just like, oh, and it's like, well, what about the other guys? And even even Dustin shows up with a fake girlfriend that you, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, she doesn't live here, guys, but we can talk <laughs> to her. You know, and we've all had that guy I, that went out, went to what? summer I'm not camp. Lie. I was that dude. I did that a couple <laughs> times where I didn't go to summer camp, but you know, I'd be hanging and people like, yo, where's your girlfriend at? And I'm like, oh, she just don't live here, man. <laughs> really? Yeah, man, she lives out of town. If she comes on the weekends, you know, like that yeah. kind of thing. I, so, go ahead, well, Eric. Well, that's something I wondered. I don't, I didn't get the vibe that he made her up. I just got the vibe that she was a bigger deal to him than he was to her, because he wouldn't have gone through all the trouble dragging all of them right. up there right. and all that, right. and right. then to stay there for hours and hours and hours waiting for her to respond. But, but, but okay. that's where I bought in. But, so, Eric, the, so right now you don't know if she is real or not real, correct? Correct. Okay. Okay. Well, I guess that ruins it all for me then. <laughs> no, no, so, no, 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 we're not saying anything. Either yeah. way, you don't know. Well, you you will find out either way is what I'm saying. Yeah, you'll find out an answer. <laughs> <laughs> either way, it's it's not that important. It's, it's like, not. It is, but, but it is oh, for this. Hold stop. on, Everybody hold on. Stop. It is it, the 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 finding out is important for this podcast, and he'll know why when he sees it. Because well, yeah, you'll find out if if it, I'm going to make a list of characters that you'll find out if they live or die. Just don't look at my eyes when I mention them. You know, that's kind of what this feels like. Right no, 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 no. What a no, horrible no, no. experiment. No, listen, there's a lot of people listen, that die at the there's, end. There's there's a payoff during. The, yeah, everybody dies at the everybody end. Everybody dies at um, the end. There's a payoff with <laughs> you finding out yes or no that you'll flash back to a couple episodes ago where we talked about a certain thing on this podcast that has nothing to do with Stranger Things. That's all I have to say. Yeah. Okay. But okay. ultimately, uh, what else are you going to ruin for him, Les? No. Oh my damn it! <laughs> it's not Les's fault. It's Rosh's fault. Why is it my fault? Help. Les was about so you to. Know, you don't no. know if she's real or not. Then no, yet, dude. Eric. The reason why it was Les was about to go into he exact details. Deeper into that. He was. No, I could I tell. Yes, you were. Going, so I was trying to halt him from doing that. I was going to say that my reaction was with everybody else. So, like Eric said, he didn't buy into it because of Dustin's actions. My thing was I was on the side with the kids because they were just all like, yeah. 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 Right, 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 right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's just that. But ultimately, yes, it had all the elements of what we had, you know. And then it also had those elements of them growing up and getting older. You know, Will's Mm -hmm. Will's trying to hold on to, you know, being friends. And then you see that the sills, the separation where because Dustin and Steve 
in the season two, if I'm not mistaken, they did their own thing. Great chemistry, by the way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And those two were like, okay, and you know, Steve is his mentor, and he's even found a way to humble Steve, and then you know, taking Billy, who is basically the embodiment of evil in the show, just even even before he was possessed, <laughs> augmenting that and making it, yeah, because he was, you know, yeah, he was the typical dick. He's a dick, doucher, yeah. driving the the fast car, the muscle car, and just you know, like owns the place. And then all the the callbacks to like the pool, oh yeah, with the older ladies Gosh. chilling. Oh out yeah, that was so great, so man. awesome, man, so awesome. So Eric, w- can you let us know what the last episode that you saw? What was in it so we don't fuck, <laughs> things, fuck things up? Like, what's the last Jesus. things you saw? Who's dead? Jesus. Yeah, who Jesus died? Christ, Did everybody die? Well, everybody's dead. No, the whole town, <laughs> the mall's gone. Um, no. America was destroyed by <laughs> nuclear war and um, Skynet has risen. Yeah, that's did, exactly did, Ram- what did Rambo happened. come out yet? Was Rambo there? Um, yes, he was there. Uh, okay, let me think about this. Seven ends where they're um, they're all back together at the mall. There's ten episodes. No, there's not. No, there's not. There's <laughs> yeah, they're all back together. At the mall. <laughs> they're all okay. They're all back together at the mall. Okay. Yeah, okay, they're okay, all back gotcha. together at the mall. Eleven threw that the car across the thing. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Killed those dudes, and that's how the episode ends. I think. Mm-hmm. Okay, gotcha. And it, yeah, and it ends with all the people I think going downstairs and like being reassimilated into. Is that how that ends? Anyway, regardless, they're all back together at the mall. Da, okay, da, da, da. got it. But our take was it was a great season. Cannot wait for season four if there is one. Uh, it's made it's it's done unbelievably. It's been an unbelievable success. So I would imagine they're already signed on to do four and five. The original plan was to do five seasons, of mm-hmm. it, and I'm sure they will. Mm-hmm. Netflix will squeeze it as much as it can. Um, and uh, loved it, man. Boo, what was your take? Man, we haven't yeah. got your take on this. Yeah, no, no, I I, I dug it a lot. Uh, I liked it. I think I liked it more than uh, season one, but for me. I understand, like, Iron Man 1, it's a great movie. I like Iron Man 2 better, because I get all Iron Man. There's no there's no point where he's just Tony Stark, he's always Iron Man. So I, I like seeing more of the character, so so that's why that's why I, I dug it more. I think I like season 2 a little bit better. Mm-hmm. If you take away the bitching part, and finding out about her sisters and all that, and all that fun shit, you take that out, I think it's a better season, just a little bit. But the thing that I liked about this one is all the characters that they added are good you know not not a single one is kind of like a toss away character everybody's important you want to see more of them you don't want any of them to go you don't want any of them to disappear so that's that's really good and that's tough to do really good characters really good casting great acting especially the new girl yeah robin yeah no she's fantastic and she's ethan hawk and uma thurman's daughter that's what i found that's out i know Brittany told me that very like, oh, cool shit, man yeah. very cool she, ethan hawk put a tweet out like get ready this is the last you see you know you're seeing of my of her yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's funny but she was great yeah she's great the i i only had a couple issues the the russian part was good and i was i liked that a lot just how sophisticated that and where that facility was located it was right. a bit of a stretch right, like eric said yeah but i but yeah i agree with eric but i still dug it i still dug but it but think about it 80s films mm-hmm. 80s shows mm-hmm. that wouldn't have been a stretch that no. would not have been a stretch at yeah. all it would have been no even even in the comedies uh spies like us <laughs> yeah, oh yeah <laughs> it, it was like that you yeah know, like this underground facility 
and it was just this massive spawning like yeah. thing. And so know, I get I get uh, why they did. Yeah. No. No. Absolutely. And then also the the way that Eleven is important. She's integral, but she's not the only answer. Right. Everybody else has abilities. Everybody else has something to do. Everybody else has a job. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it that's that's something that I really dug. I was like, that's awesome. Cause yeah. you know, cause you, you see Eleven, yeah, she's got mind powers. That's bitching. But everybody else is like, well, we're we're gonna do shit. We're not just gonna stand around and wait for her right. to save us, which I love the parents doing stuff. They're they're a team. They're and a team. Don't yeah. forget the scene stealing are you, Lucas are you gonna ruin younger, it again? Le, Lucas's younger sister, who is mightier oh, than all of them. Erica's amazing. Oh, she's great. And she's best. precocious and she owns it. Like she's yes. legit. I'm a super spy now. Uh-huh. I know what I'm doing. Nerds, nerds. nerds. Yeah. They're just like, well, you're just a you're, you're a nerd too. That whole interaction between her and Dustin. And like, oh, yeah, the way uh, they broke it down to each other is great. He's like, you're a nerd. <laughs> yeah. Speaking and then speaking of the kids, uh, Wolfhard. You treated him like a ton of bricks. Oh man, he's fuck. Man. He, he looks like Robin Aaron. If yeah, I was like, damn, I was he's, like, yeah, holy he's grown shit. Pretty much, yeah. I was like, oh fuck. He's still getting rolls though, man. Ghostbusters just got yeah. him. Yeah, yeah no, no, that's no, fine. No, good yeah, for him. He's got a unique, weird, trippy yeah, look. Now. Kid needs a sandwich though. Somebody needs to feed yeah. him. Yeah. Lord, yeah. transition, man. Oh, metabolism hit him. Yeah, yeah. So. And, and, and it's kind of funny because like all the other kids still look the same except for him. He has changed, but yeah, but uh, yeah, great show. Can't wait for more. Can't wait for it. not to give anything away. But if they, if this was it, the way they ended it, I would have been okay. Yeah, I would have been okay. It was like one of those where I was just like, yeah, okay, yeah. I, I, I would be right. like, this is a nice way to go. If if they say, yeah, this is over, I'd be like, that's fine. I I could deal with that. Would I want more? Of course. But if this was it, I'd be okay. So so yeah. the ending is beautiful and perfect. And and the thing that I liked is that the, essentially the show ends. There's another 20 minutes, like the action. Ends. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yeah. the yeah, action yeah. ends, and then there's another right. 20 minutes. Right. That's really nice. Yeah, yeah. So so Eric, you you're in store for a really good episode. And Eric, please wait for the end of credit scenes. Yes, or skip them. Okay, like I do no, do not skip. Them. <laughs> Eric's like, guys, shut up. <laughs> yeah, don't skip. Them. So this season definitely we give it the Sithless seal of approval. Oh, for sure, one of the best shows on Netflix. Forty million people give it the Sithless seal of approval. Yeah, right. Yeah, there's just been a good good amount of entertainment, and Stranger Things season three has been great. Great, good Fourth of July weekend. Yes, chill, and to take it in. And then speaking of something else, well, at least my seal of approval, Jessica Jones season three, Mm -hmm. the final or the final season of uh, Netflix's Marvel shows. Very good. Okay. Very good. That. Highly recommend it. It 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 shows the real world aspect of being a superhero. Very good. Cool. Very good. It's it's pretty dark. Very good. I uh, highly recommend. Just it. saw Kristen Ritter in a movie this weekend that I've seen before, which I loved. Which uh, she's out of your league. Oh, she's great in oh, that. Oh god, she's great she's in that. So yeah, she, she's the friend. She's the friend yeah. to the hot chick. It's Such hot a good movie, Elizabeth man. Elizabeth Bink. No, 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 that's not Elizabeth. It's a, it's a girl that never really made it big. She was in, uh, she was in the uh, Star Trek Into Darkness. She was, she was the science officer. Mm-hmm. Great movie, but Little Miss Hotness. Yeah, yeah. I also saw Lit- Limitless again this weekend. Oh, that's a great movie too. Another great movie. I've seen a lot of movies, a lot I of shows. Bet. You're gonna see a lot yeah. of shit. Yeah, <laughs> that couch is gonna get real comfy. <laughs> yeah, it already has. <laughs> now we're gonna end this podcast with our on the throne, and he's doing a. It seems like he's going. He's doing a flashback. He actually, King Tom actually called the Sithless hotline, which we haven't had a call in a long time because I don't even really promote it anymore. Um, so uh, let's listen to our sire, our liege, Tom Chansky. Do the 
let's do On the Throne with King Tom. Gentlemen, the King! Hey there, Sith listeners and Sith listeners. That Lashana Lynch, who uh, was one of the stars of Captain Marvel, is going to be uh, 007 in the next James Bond movie. And Mm, of course, there are people up in arms about this. First of all, mistakenly reading it as as that, you know, oh, they're going to make a black woman the next James Bond, or they're going to give, which is the more accurate reading of it, they're going to give, how dare they give this sacred number to, uh, you know, a person who's, um, you know, black or a woman or, or whatever. You know, the big surprise to me, of this all to me was I didn't know she was a British actress. Um, mm. I am... Uh, yeah, Back in the day, I was a big James Bond fan. I went through a huge phase uh, where, you know, I read all the Fleming books. I've seen all the movies multiple times. I'm not as big a fan as I am, or I, I'm not as big a fan as I was uh, earlier in life, but I still enjoy the movies. I still watch them. I think that this is a great move for the franchise because one of the, or the reasons I'm not a big fan anymore is because I think the movies have gotten way too formulaic. Um, James Bond, and you know, James Bond is clinging to the, the, the character, uh, clings to a s- certain view of the world and a certain way things work. And I appreciate that with the Craig movies, they've tried to shake that up. But I think a movie or a move like this, make, you know, giving Lashana Lynch the, the code 007, I think that's uh, one of these moves, types of moves they try to need to make to shake things up. So I wanted to see, you know, obviously I think you're all going to say this is a good move, but is, is James Bond something that's stuck in its time? It has to stick to the formula or can, do you think for a franchise like this, do you think they can break out of the formula a little bit more by making moves like this, by changing the way they tell the stories? You know, you have the, the monster henchman, the, the woman who dies, the woman who lives, Mm-hmm. Um, all the locations and this and that. And there are certain things that James Bond movies should have, but I really think they need to break with the formula. And I want to get your guys' take on that. Anyway, thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you guys later. Thanks, King Tom. King Tom's on vacation with his family, so he called in. That's why he called yeah, in. Yeah, that's today. awesome. Thank you for making time out and yeah. doing that, buddy. That we miss you. Hopefully, you can come on soon and be with us. Uh, Boo, you want to take this? I know you're a big fan of the Bond. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely love James Bond. I think it is a good move to break, you know, break the formula. I kind of disagree, King Tom. I I like the what they've done with the formula. It, although it is, you go see a James Bond movie, you know what you're going to see. But I do like the way that they've changed it with Daniel Craig. But now with what they're doing, so James Bond retired. We saw that at the end of yeah, he was done. Yeah, he's he retired. He defeats Bloomfeld and he goes in retirement. Has his girlfriend and stuff like that. Great. The new 007. That's just her title. Yeah. She is the 007. There's 006, there's 009, mm-hmm. 00 whatever. Great. So she her job is to get him out of retirement. He's still James Bond. She's 007. There's right. a difference. Sure. So yeah, so so he's still that, but she's still the secret agent. So I I think people need to calm the fuck down. It's fine. It's fine and it it is a way to change things up and it, it is a a solid way to do it. I I dig it and I I, I think it's great. Um but yeah, uh, uh, people just need to calm the fuck down. It's fine. You're still getting the same movie. You're you still see him in the fucking suit. You still see him in the bitchin' car. You know, it's fine. Just every, every everything's gonna work out. 
Everybody just needs to calm down. I think I do agree with you. I, I like the way it's formula. It has this like perfect formula of you always will see him looking amazing in a great suit in mm-hmm. an Aston Martin, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, right? That DB5 is amazing. Yeah, and yeah. kicking ass, going, getting really amazing hot women. Yeah, I mean that's just James Bond. Yes, exactly. I, they can veer. I mean they have veered off the the rails a little bit. I mean Moonraker was in space for God's sake. Yeah, exactly. So they nutty, have yeah. done that kind of stuff. But I, I do kind of like them going with just the straight formula. Now, if again, we talked about this earlier, Eric, Boo, Les, and I, if it's going to upset you that much, move that, on, move on from that, the show. It, that somebody can't have a number that's fictitious <laughs> in principle, and you're upset that a woman has it, or an African American, or, or a black woman has it, or somebody of color has it, then move on. You need to reevaluate what you're really upset about. The movie's going to be great. It's got some great actors, great directors, Rami Malek's in it, mm-hmm. and uh, they brought back uh, Christoph Waltz. Yes, as Bloomfeld. As Blofeld. Blofeld, thank yes. you. dare you. I think they need to do this. I think there is two spy franchises that need to expand. This one and... Get Smart. The Bourne. Wow. Oh, All the Bourne stuff. Well, they tried. They tried with... Uh, well, and I think that's a huge missed opportunity. <laughs> I really think that they should have expanded with the Bourne uh, legacy and bring Jeremy Renner back. Bring uh, Matt Damon back and have them together. And not I'm only that, for that but one. where's Oscar Isaac's story? Oh, he was you know what I mean? Right. There's all these Treadstone agents that were out there in this whole program. They could easily, maybe not so much follow a formula, but they could easily like just do things and, and bring more stories if they were to delve deeper into that. The same thing goes for MI6. This is a massive world spanning, you know, globe spanning clandestine organization. Why not tell me about 003? Yeah. Why not have a story about 00, uh, 009? You know, there's still something there that they could bring out more. Uh, and they could give us even more so with Lashana Lynch as Agent 007. Like, it's just that simple. Eric, are you ever into the Bond films? Yeah, man, I went through a period where I was pretty into it. Um, I actually read a handful of the novels and and uh, I I can't believe it's gone as long as it has. And I think this is a cool move and a cool direction. And I, for God's sake, don't understand why on earth this bothers people so much. It's the premise alone. It makes such great sense. And why is she 007 exactly for the reasons laid out? (laughs) That is exactly what would happen if this were a real thing. That is exactly what they would do. Oh, sorry. It's Agent Pi. It's Agent Square Root of Three because we can't use 007 again. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's stupid. Stupid. And I'll watch it. Yeah, me too. Yep. Me, me too. So will I. Well, we had Roger Moore the majority of our life. <laughs> yeah, he was the and shit. Then, Octopussy. Great movie. I don't, like, I don't like Roger Moore that much. He was, he was, he was our Bond. He was yeah, I know. How dare you? Know. Yeah. How dare you? All right, man. I think so. Uh, Roger Moore. Nothing. Roger Moore. His first was uh, movie was Live and Let Die. It was nineteen seventy three. Mm. So okay. yeah, Connery. Would so Connery would be yeah, our times. yeah no. definitely before our time. Yeah. Due to a kill. That's, oh my god, that has that, that Duran Duran okay. tune. So good. Due to a kill was great, man. Into the fire. The video was great too great. on the Eiffel Tower. 
And you just hear, dude, speaking of videos with the Eiffel Tower. Never mind. <laughs> Guys, you got to check out Eric Struthers. This amazing video that has almost 4,000 almost hits now or 30. Yep. 30, yep. It's uh, so I made this mashup of Taylor Swift and Kendrick Lamar, and it, I call it ready for backseat freestyle in, uh, I guess, 2014. Uh, Taylor Swift had put an Instagram video of her wrapping a piece of this while she's in her car. And she told Rolling Stone that if she had a theme song, that would be it. Mm. And uh, that's what led to, her, to, to Kendrick Lamar doing the collaboration with her on the Bad Blood video, which just if, if I, I get it, not everybody digs Taylor Swift like I do, but uh, he wasn't on the record. They just that was extra production they did for the video. So the song in the music video is different than the song on the album. So anyway, dude, I put this thing together and it <laughs> it's a banger, man. It is. A, <laughs> this song slaps so hard. It's it's I've had people who are like, I have no idea who either one of these people are. are and I would have just assumed that that's how the song went. Yeah, it's really it's good, man. You did a great job. Just the way it goes together. Oh, it's at 4000 views on the dot right now. So wow. go check it out, man. I'm begging you. I'm throwing myself at your mercy, Sith list listeners. Just go look for Taylor Swift mashups. That's my YouTube channel name. Go and watch this video and share it with everybody you know. I can't post it on Facebook as myself because I work at a church, right? Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> my buddy Tracy Moon, it was so great. We were chatting back and forth about it. And I said, yeah, I can't put that. <laughs> on Facebook because yeah I work at a church and he's like oh yeah with all the cussing and I'm like oh no dude it's not the cussing Christians hate the Eiffel Tower <laughs> and just waited and finally I'm like he thinks I'm being serious <laughs> <laughs> tell him, I'm like man I'm totally I'm totally because I'm sure he's like what the hell I can't find anything online about this. he's like what are you talking about uh, well, we'll put it on the show. We'll put on the show notes as well. So the link, if you can't put it on Facebook, we'll put on the show notes. So just click the link on the show notes and I'll take you right to it. Oh, you're my hero. Oh, no problem. Uh, what I want you guys to do as homework, though, is but for next week, I want to know each one of your theme songs. If you're in a boxing match or a wrestling match and you're coming down the arena and through the hallways to the underground, what would be your theme songs? So think about that for next week. Hmm. Mr. Eric Struthers, where can people find you other than YouTube mashing up Taylor Swift videos? Where can they hear you and listen to you and find you all over the social media platforms? Well, first of all, check out my other podcast, The Bad Motivators. We talked about it a little bit earlier, man. It's a great show. We'd have a lot of fun doing it. And you know what? I need to do a better job of talking about how great this show is, The Sith List, on my other show. Uh, follow me on Twitter, at Eric Struthers. And I'm actually, that's where I'm at on all social media platforms, at Eric Struthers. Check them out, guys. And also, guys, congratulations to the Canto Bite Dispatch on their 100th episode. Brittany, Emily, well done. We love you guys. We haven't listened to the podcast because it hasn't come out yet, the 100th, but we sent them a little voicemail and can't wait to listen to everybody else's emails and voicemails and all that great stuff. And congrats from the bottom of our hearts. 100's a big deal. So well done. Yeah, dude. They, they I got a lot of love from them on that. The There's a song. I'm just going to tell you, they, they sizzled it on oh, Twitter, so I'm not giving it away. It's and, a song. Uh, <laughs> Dom Legaspi masterminded this whole thing and I threw down this lengthy guitar solo on it. Fantastic. And uh yeah, it's 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 good. It's really good. Cool. Can't wait for that. Boo, where can people find you on the Twitter world? Uh at the Sith List Boo. Less is more? 
You can find me on Twitter at lessismore 78 You can find me at the Sithless, and I'll be here at home being a father for the next, well, for the rest of my life, but yeah, for the next much. five weeks. So I'm not going to work. And listen, if Malik, if you're listening to this when you're older, because we, we're going to cuss, well, I'll probably listen to it when he's 12. This is the first episode where you were born for this week. So welcome to the world, my son. Oh, you better that. like is that the first time you said that. Yeah. Welcome to the world, my son. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Interesting. That's sweet, man. Yeah. Thanks, man. And we'll catch everybody else on The Rebound next week on episode 155 of The Sit List. Sip the juice, I got enough to go around, and the thought takes place uptown. I grew up on a sidewalk while on street talk, and then talk to Hulk New York. I go to Queens for Queens to get the food from Brooklyn. They pony in Manhattan and never been took it. Go uptown to the Bronx and boogie down, get strong on the island, recoup and lay around. Time to build my juice back up, pop stack up, suckers get smacked up, don't doubt the clout. You know what I'm about Knocking niggas off Knocking niggas out Shaking them up Waking them up Breaking them up Breaking them up Standing on shaky ground Too close to the edge Let's see if I know the ledge Trifling, shorties here. I get cocked in the forties to beer. Here's a sip with a crew that's deceased. If I get revenge, then they rest in peace. Somebody got a sup, I just might spare one. They give a brother a fair one. Stay alert and on fees. And I do work with these like Hercules. Switch the south for switch to right draw. Cause I don't like y'all. I'm hype when I fall. Smooth, but I move like an army. Put a few down, face brothers try to bomb me. Put brothers to rest like Elliot Ness. I don't like stress. Streets ain't a place for innocent bystanders to stand. Nothing's gonna stop the plan. I'll chill like Latino, kill like the middle. Black Gambino, die like a hero. Living on shaky ground, too close to the edge. Let's see if I know the ledge. Shells lay around on the battleground, dead bodies are found throughout the town. Try to put a shame in my game to make a name. I'ma put it on a bullet, put it in your brain. Rip the block like a buckshot, who cares where it goes? Just keep the cast closed. No remorse when the life is lost. I paid my dues, I paid the cause. And my pocket is still back. Wherever I'm at, I get the wealth of Mac. Even if I'm poor, steep with one deep, I attract attention, people like me. So come say hi to the bad guy. Don't say goodbye, I don't plan to die. Cause I get loose and I got shoes and crazy juice. Ain't control of many, like I am totally many. Hang out with Mr. West, don't try to play me. I'm at war a lot, I don't want to die. But no more in the shop, my gun is warm a lot. When I cook beef, the smoke will never clear. Areas in fear, I just hear some fear. Living life too close to the edge, hoping that I know the ledge. No time to yawn, showers on, powers on, late for school, I catch the train, girl sip the style and whisper my name, I push up like an exercise, check the intellect and inspect the thighs, select the best one, pull it to the side, keep it occupied for the rest of the ride, read up my resume, she know already cool, just meet me after school, with the moon and groan until your mom's come home, and you'll be calling me out, dope Capone, sweat me, she didn't want to let me lose, come get me, as if you want to sip the juice, cause the streets to wait me, so I take my gun off safety, cause a lot of niggas hate me coming out of the building, they set me up, sprayed with automatics, they wet me up, in the puddle of blood, I lay close to the edge, I guess I didn't know the ledge.